Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Hooked, the podcast where we give you all the plot hooks that you'll ever need in your role-playing games. I am one of your hosts, NC Weber, here with... Hello, it's me, Jonathan. And... Hello, it's me, Domathan. I've said that joke before. Yeah, but we <laughs> I... never tire of it. Are you sure? Yeah. I did sound very tired, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. I don't, even I'm tired of that it. That was me trying to be snarky. Did it work? Mm, right. Not really. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, so what we do here is we take inspiration from an illustration, usually a Magic the Gathering card, and a random word, and we create a plot hook for you to include in your games if you so wish, for we are RPG nerds, I would like to say. Yeah. We owning that, we are owning that title oh, 100%. now. 100%. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Cool. Well, we know each other very well, so we don't need to get to know each I other I have a anymore. question for the two of you. Um, yeah. a, a getting to know you question, if you will. It's been so long. It's been so long. It genuinely, it genuinely has. It's been a while. We've, we missed an episode or two, I yeah. feel like. Oh, because really? we've, Yeah, because we're all just busy. I should know that. We're adults. Yeah, you're a host of this podcast. Anyway, <laughs> my question for you, and this dates the episode nicely. Where were you when you heard that Prince Philip had shit himself to death? <laughs> what, a, what a beautiful piece of news it's just a factual thing to, you know so yeah. the way that i found out i'll kick it off uh i was at uh, a friend's house playing some uh, playing an rpg i don't actually remember what the rpg was called because it had a bad name um but it was based on like you're supposed to have the same vibe of like an old final fantasy game sort of thing mm-hmm. uh anyway we were playing that we were taking a break one of the players went to use the bathroom and he came back uh kind of low-key revealing he'd been on his phone on the toilet but anyway i uh, came back with his phone and just like sorry guys it's got to interrupt but i've just got a just got a news headline from a twitter account i follow here and that that twitter account was uh, BBC headlines, but they're uwu basically. Yeah. So it's just like uwu Prince Philip, ha- like breaking news: Prince Philip has died at the age of ninety-nine, and uh, that's how I found out that Prince Philip was dead. Okay, that's fucking yeah. It's beautiful. a good way to find out. I I think my partner just said, "Hey, I think Prince Philip's dead." And I went, "Good," and I went to bed. Yeah, <laughs> that says a lot about you. I know you yeah. better now. Yeah, I um I got a, I got sent a screenshot of a Tumblr post. Um, <laughs> and that says so much about you. We've nailed it. This is a good getting to know you question. It uh, called Prince Philip a nasty little thotty and said he died from making a clap on Instagram. Yeah, I saw that. I saw it on Twitter, though. Now, so someone, one of them too, probably. One of them, yeah, stole it. Just a nightmare Went to discover way that way, I think. I think it's the worst way to find out. Uh, All the best. Uh, Elizabeth, I'm trying to sneak up on this fellow over here, but, but I'm dummy thick. 
Oh, and my the clap of my wrinkly old cheeks is alerting them. Don't you ever call Prince Philip dummy thick ever again, please. He's dead. Uh, we can say whatever we want now. Uh, yeah, he's, I just, getting, I don't like it. He's probably, he's getting less thick by the minute. Yeah. I, there was a great video from a news report where somebody said, well, how did um, the two of them meet? And there's just a pause and then the, the person goes, well, they were related and then it cuts off. Yeah, they're fucking cousins. Yeah. Literally, they are fucking cousins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know how it is, you know, you're 18, you've got a 13-year-old cousin, you start sending her horny letters, it's the tale as old as time. <laughs> so what we do here <laughs> is, uh, what we do here is we're going to make some some hooks for you. Our inspiration today is the Waxmane Baku Magic the Gathering card uh, by Greg Hildebrandy. Uh, it is a creature and a spirit. Who wants to describe what just, we're looking ju- at here? Just Hildebrand. But yeah. Hildebrandt. Yep, that T looked like a Y. Yeah. So the Waxmane Baku is... It's got lion's legs, and that's about as normal as it gets because the rest of it is just a mass of lit candles. Yeah. Like, it's wax mane, but the whole body is just candles lit going in all directions, some of which are floating or falling Or off. falling. It's yeah. really cool. It has no head. It just has a slightly larger candle. I feel like... it's Is it like, like a porcupine? I mean, I figure it... Yeah. I imagine I just don't if know we look to describe up, it. If we look up what a baku is, we may get I mean, some I insight. I think it's a cunt. Country. Oh, I it's think a it's city. A of, it's a city of in Azerbaijan or something, isn't it? Who knows? Yeah. I, I unfortunately me. cannot name Azerbaijanian cities off the top of my head. Well, I just did, and I was right. I mean, I called it a country first, so I'm still a fucking <laughs> idiot. Uh, it's a type of yokai. Oh, uh, actually, it's a type of Australian swimwear. Okay, well, if go on. There's also the, a type of yokai, which is like just this big mouth uh, elephant-looking yeah. thing. Yeah, it looks nothing at all like this. Yeah, it doesn't help at all. Okay, I thought it, I thought you know I thought yeah. there was a chance. So anyway, Waxmane Baku, it's like it's sprinting through a, a rocky um, desert sort of area at night, and it's just a bunch of lit candles. Yep, yep, absolutely. Weird. And it has no flavor text. So too uh, many mechanics for flavor text on this <laughs> bad boy. The way we do this is we present our hooks in the form of a magic trick. We start with the pledge, which is the little seed of the idea. We go on to the turn, which we turn it into something a little bit more substantial, something we can actually use in a game. And then finally, in the prestige, we talk about how best to incorporate it into a campaign or uh, just put it in your setting. So who would like to go first? I will go first. Thank you. So, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, so the party um, is f- for 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 whatever reason the party is going into a, a massive tunnels uh, deep into the earth. Now I'll get into the reason that it could be later, but that'll be a, that'll be a, an optional sort of thing. But for the time being, the important stuff is that they are trekking down deep into some caves. Their objective is on the far end of the caves, and as they enter, they discover that the caves are filled with a certain type of magical darkness uh, that torches cannot be lit. Uh, those with dark vision cannot see through it. Even those with specific abilities or spells that let them see through magical darkness cannot see through it. So you're saying when your players go, I have dark vision. You say, get the fuck out of my <laughs> house. Like, yeah, good. Well. What, what's dark vision? That doesn't work yeah. here, you little bitch. Um, but Also, I should say the random word that oh, we're using oh, is yes. continuous. Yeah, we're bad at this. Yeah. Because uh, that is relevant to my Well, one. we're too good at this. No. Uh. We're just really <laughs> eager. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, but... Right near the entrance to the point where there is all this magical darkness, there are some candles. Just some pretty normal-looking white wax candles. And as they, if, you, if the party light them and hold it into the magical darkness, the candles illuminate it. Mm-hmm. 
and that's the that's the pledge. I'm going to go next. Cool. <laughs> Were you ready? I've written up my pledge, so. Wow. Okay, I'm going to go next. I'm going to, this is, <clears throat> I think I'm going to make a magical item and it's a, a, a construct that is meant to like walk around a library with you, providing light while you are browsing yeah. the books in this rather dimly lit hall or what have you. Kind of a wizard's college sort of thing. So, But this is kind of a found object, so there's a limited number of them. And there's one rule, and the one rule is you always extinguish the candle before dawn. The end. I like it. Uh, and that's going to be my pledge, I think. So, yeah, these things look exactly like this, except there's usually just one candle where the head would be, um, and they kind of never burn down. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, my pledge is sort of taking place in like a, a campaign in like a frozen land, very cold climate, lots of snow, that kind of stuff. Uh, and the players uh, are sort of sent towards a tourist town famous for its hot springs, um, hot springs and saunas. It's an onset episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hot springs and saunas and all that kind of stuff. However, before you can get to the onset episode, on arrival they discover that the the hot springs and saunas have suddenly gone ice cold. Oh no! Well, how how are we meant to bathe in them? We'll find out later. How are we going to get our fan servers? (laughs) So, back to me for the turn. Uh, Just going to go right off the back. It's called the Candlelit Caverns. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, so the party will obviously they'll light some, they'll each light a candle, uh, and they'll trek into the caverns. And as they go further down, uh, they encounter the usual monsters and that sort of thing that you'd encounter in a dungeon. I'm gonna sneeze. Oh no! Don't do it! Don't sneeze! I did it. Yeah. And I covered it up. Uh, they discovered the usual monsters and traps and that sort of thing. But some of the traps and potentially some of the monsters are specifically about putting out that candle. Mm-hmm. So like they'll they'll pass through an under like a no, 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 a waterfall sort of thing, or they'll like there'll be a really a windy section, or maybe there'll even be wind blights that sort of thing. Yeah. And so each party member like will have a candle, and they'll have to try to fight with a candle, and they'll all have like you figure out a different disadvantage sort of thing for each of them. And if they if they make skill checks and or or clever tactical decisions to try to not let their candle get blown out, but and if they do, they'll have to feel their way back out of the cavern because yeah. they find once they're probably deep into the cavern, the candles cannot be relit while they're in the cavern rude so yeah candle lit caverns I dig it candle lit caverns uh, mine's the everlasting candle um, because that's what these are called just on a regular basis now how it happens can really be up to you but I think these things are basically the, I love playing in a, in a game where the idea of infinity and the problem of infinity comes up so like what happens like when you have a flask of infinite water and you just like take the top off and you turn it upside down and you just leave it in a room what happens what do you do with that and because this basically this candle respawns every morning um i think if someone if it was following someone and that person either ran away or was abducted and this thing tried to follow them but couldn't go as fast no one's gonna extinguish it before dawn and so another candle grows and then another candle grows and then it's just this ball of fire running through the countryside trying to get to where the person that it was following the person that lit it and the person that has to put it out is uh so i think that's the the everlasting candle and i think this is a fun uh kind of chase 
campaign where you, where you're uh, people don't want to go near it because it's weird and gross, uh, but it is doing damage, like it's burning wheat fields and, and things like that. And I think that a fun way to incorporate that could definitely be like the bard forgets to put it out or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Or even like uh, even like they forgot like as a backstory thing, like you can say just like that. Yeah, like the bard from the College of of Law or whatever. Yeah. Oh, like you get a message just like, hey, there is a candle that's been following you for the last three months. We need you to sort that out. Please. Yeah. Put it out. Put it out. <laughs> well, we we can leave that for the prestige. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, that's the the everlasting candle. Yeah. Um. So the players, upon offering assistance, as all good players do, uh, are told the secret of the town's soreness and hot springs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the heat isn't just from the earth itself, as many hot springs are. Um, it's provided by an eternally burning wax golem that uh, inhabits like a, a series of caverns underneath the town. It has the heat goes up through various pipes and tubes and that kind of stuff and rises up through the ground. Um, and it has unfortunately escaped, and so it's up to the players to track it down. Wow! So you're turning your players into slavers? Yes, I am. Okay, all right. What's it called? <laughs> uh, the Eternal Combustion Golem. <laughs> Okay. Yep. Yeah. I got a mm-hmm. chuckle from you. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's it wasn't a chuckle so much at the concept. It was a chuckle at like how dare you? <laughs> how dare you have the audacity to do such a thing? I'm an audacious person. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's go back to the ca- candlelit caverns uh, for yep. the prestige. So, how would this like sit in a world? How would this sit uh, in a campaign? In a campaign, it'd be frustrating as hell, and the, cal- part, the the players will get pissed off as fuck over the course of it, and that's kind of the point. They will it'll get blown out, and they'll go, oh, we'll go back, and then you'll get further in and they'll find another thing that blows it out and eventually like it'll be interesting to see which direction the party goes because some of the players will probably be like I hate this so much that I will defeat this and some will be like what have we just left or found another way or that sort of thing sometimes we can simply leave yeah uh <laughs> I love how we're not even playing this game and we're like, no, I'm not gonna I'm yeah. just gonna leave this one alone. <laughs> I'm not getting paid enough for this. Yep. I also I really think it would be uh as one of these who as a person who always plays this character, the person who has prepared by carrying a lantern and that you can put the candle in the yep. lantern. And then, then it'll get knocked out of your hand by Oh monster. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Someone um, will appear with a whip out of nowhere for yep. some reason. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um You'll but also it's a great a way bit. to incentivize like checkpoints like yeah. there, there are like fires along the way at which you might be able to relight the candle mm. um but at no other times you can um yeah so i think this is uh this is one where like this is this is a real the party is suffering together and the players are suffering together and once they beat it they'll be so satisfied and so angry with you <laughs> And I think that you could definitely tie that in with, like, I didn't really give an explanation for why they need to go into this ta- uh, these caverns earlier, but it could be, like, like they're tracking down a wizard or a, a demigod or something that has created this whole thing to f- not even partly to stop people from finding them, but also partly to fuck with the people who try. It's definitely a trickster god move, yeah, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, like, it's Shea Goreth or something trying to drive the players insane yeah. with this infuriating bullshit. Um, it's just like, you could have, like, this is an entity powerful enough that it could have had a more effective way, but this way is more infuriating, and so it shows that. It could 
could also be a really effective way to like uh, I don't know why you would ever want to force this or like put it in your game but it, it could be a, a great way to like spawn into party conflict yeah um like if you want to have a scene where a party did something stupid and therefore the last candle went out and yep. so yeah. now they all have to go yeah, back absolutely that like, sort of thing it's one where you like it's what this hook is and also continuous is in like continuous lame there we go yeah uh it's an opportunity to, to be a bastard to your players <laughs> oh yeah and, and it's the full thing of like oh the wizard cast a spell that has some kind of wind effect well let me tell you <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly. we hate the wizard yeah. yeah and then also you get satisfying stuff like some one of the players is just gonna be like oh i cover up the candle so it can't be blown out i've completely covered it. and it's like cool it, it's not lighting anything but the inside of that bag now is it yeah <laughs> yeah uh cool yeah so oh, that's what about the like you have to you you get to see quietly decide what the mechanics are for putting a lit candle into a bag of holding <laughs> <laughs> just like they open the bag holding and everything's burning and shit yeah so yeah that's the that's the candle lit caverns but everything's burning with light that just gets shed in yeah. <laughs> because it's yeah, in another right. dimension. <laughs> I bundle all the candles into one torch that will light much more flame around the place. I cast magic missile at the darkness. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So that's the candlelit caverns. Yep. Um, with with mine, the the everlasting candle. I think this would be a really interesting way to uh, either be a lead to a to someone who was. T- kidnapped and like this is the trail that they have to follow um and then this is like a companion that they pick up along the way i like the idea that this is a nuisance but not like a real problem like no one can really bother chasing after this stupid thing because once it's gone through their village it's not my problem anymore um so yeah i think like i know my my players my players would always anthropomorphize this this thing it's, it's to waxy the wazoo. my candle buddy yeah <laughs> um and of course like having having a having a fun candle lion following you around is always uh a, an interesting uh conversation starter yeah um uh that being Such as, said why did you burn down my barn <laughs> yeah that being said i think once it grows uh another candle like it's always just going to have the other candle and then the other candle and the other candle. So when it has dozens of candles on it, it's always just going to be covered in these candles. Um, And I think if that, and again, if this is like a vestige of a long lost race, then that might be the part of the bigger mystery down the road where they have to, where one of these is actually a a key to something. Yeah. I like the idea. It's just like you introduce like, oh yeah, there's this goofy candle thing that follows you from a library early on. And then by the end of the campaign, pain it's like one of the most important aspects of the world building and they're just like when did this happen <laughs> what, wait did you do you remember when this was like the guy in the ca- like there was a weird little candle dude in the in the library at the beginning of the campaign and we had to convince the bard not to have sex with it yeah and now we know that that's happening we know we know that that's actually the princess who was also a god man this is fucked up i'm current currently making a bard who explicitly does not fuck and i'm making that very clear oh yeah, yeah. absolutely every bard should not fuck because stop putting that in your campaign Please. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. The only bard I... Oh, no. Sorry. My first bard that I ever played was asexual and would would only ever use seduction to kill people. Yeah. And not actually have sex, but That's just get them away from Fantastic. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Mine's just um, an old lady from the mountains. <laughs> good. Yeah. Mountain ladies. Mountain lady. She plays banjo. Good. Of course. Uh, why wouldn't she? Okay. Well, let, let's prestige. Let's prestige. We're prestiging. Um, and so I want to do a quick side note. Is there a better word than golem for these creations? Because I really don't like D&D's liberal use of a thing that's like a part of actual Jewish mythology. I like construct. Construct, yeah. Mm. Or elemental, even a wax elemental. 
because that that gives it an Elemental. extra an extra like I guess uh, a feeling of like um, sentience. Yeah, hundred percent. And will and agency. So well, what if it's a genie? So it's the it, uh, eternal combustion and genie. I'm using that. Yeah, writing that down. Why? Because <laughs> I needed a pun to replace the name with. Mm. I mean, I'm, this is still using a real world folklore in a, in a stupid know, way. I That's know. the problem. Yeah, here. I know. Um, I'll figure out that name later. Um, but the construct I think is easily found because it's a roiling mass of wax and wicks and flames like it's yeah. horrifying and also it's melting its way through the countryside like that's, that's easy to track um, but I think this is just another case of like an easy early way of making your players think of like the morality of their actions like sure if you capture this thing you're just putting it back to be stuck underneath the town forever to make other people happy without that thing's consent I don't know I think it's good to put that sort of early yeah. morality way in there I mean you can also always though do the, like the real anime thing yeah. where it's like well let's find the reward that it can have yeah. so that like it doesn't build up excess wax and it can still burn yeah. off without hurting anyone. Give it an enrichment enclosure. Yeah. And, then, yeah. yeah. and I think if, if you go that route you then still get the interesting thing of like having to capture it without putting the flame out Yeah. because mm. you don't know if that thing can be relit. You don't know yeah. if it'll burn eternally after you've put it out already. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just like it gets two out of every every two days off out of every five. Yeah. yeah. You don't need to burn forever. <laughs> Only on some days. Yeah. Okay. Well, awesome. Like I And I think that that's that's a fun preamble to an onsen episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then and then everyone celebrates going into an onsen together. That's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. with the wax golem yeah. boiling the waters, uh, and then they all die because they don't know that the water temperature is rising. Boils too high. Yeah, hey. uh, <laughs> early game punishment for your players. Make a constitution check for me. Make Why? a wisdom save. Yeah. <laughs> uh, excellent. Well, that those are our those are our hooks for this week. Um, if you want to use any of them in your game, please feel free to. Uh, and let us know if you do and how it goes. Um, as always, we're produced under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Release 4.0 International License, which means that you're free to share and redistribute the material in any medium or format if you give the appropriate credit but don't use the material for commercial purposes and if you and do not remix, tree, transform or build upon the material in any way without letting us know first. But I think I'm going to use at least one of these in a uh, campaign that I'm running sometime soon. Which hopefully. one? Well, that's the thing. Like I've been planning a campaign for a while, and I've a been long while. I've been shamelessly plagiarizing from this podcast. Oh hell yeah, that's so, awesome! Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, I can never join your campaign. Oh <laughs> uh, no, it's it's yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> There's no spoilers from this this podcast. That's I don't fine. think. Uh, but yeah, so if you want to reach out, we are on Twitter or you can find us on Instagram. And I've been Zancy Weber here with uh, Jonathan at Pirate Killjoy on Twitter. And also from? From the podcast Rateloid. Yeah. 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 Which, uh, might be coming. Might back. be we're coming back next week. We're recording <laughs> next. I can't say next week because that's not how podcasts work. I but mean, the, it could be. I don't think you, were, you edit it too much. Yeah, that's true. The. The week after we're currently recording this, we will be recording Rateloid, maybe tentatively. <laughs> Probably. And, oh, hi, it's Dom Guilfoyle. You can also find me on the Misto Museum of Mystery, Morbidity and Mortality, an audio drama that I make. It's okay, people tell me. Uh, if you like the Magnus Archives, maybe check that out. That seems to be a common comparison point. It absolutely does, and you absolutely should. We'll be here same time next week, perhaps for more hooks for you and your games. Bye. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.